0: Music to in
1: therapy. Music to in therapy. Music
2: to in therapy. <laughs> yes. Hello. 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 <laughs> we have an incredibly special guest on today.
0: Like so special. We're so happy that she's joining us from a sunny place that's very far away from where we are. Indeed.
1: Reese. <laughs> Reese, Reese, Reese. Reese, Reese, Reese. i didn't know if i was supposed to talk yet
2: yeah yeah No, you're good welcome okay, welcome sweet. it's me hello welcome. Hi. so okay so you're in san diego what the Thank heck you. are you doing out there everything
1: um i am a music therapist here in yes, san diego Nice <laughs> surprise i'm actually the first music therapist at my hospital which is Fun. Yeah. Um, the first and only. They haven't really tried to get more of us in here, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's okay. What kind of hospital are you at? Um, I'm at, well, it's a prime healthcare hospital, but starting January 1st, I'm going to be, hold on, there's an acronym University of California San Diego Hospital. Huh? Huh? Oh. Yeah. Nice. But still the first in both, so. Wow. <laughs> what
2: awesome. what's the patient population there?
1: Um right now I work with geriatric psych. Um oh. but we are building up a psychiatric hub. So it should be soon just eighteen and up, psychiatric. That's wow. awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Was psych always like your population and your passion?
1: Um, off and on. It oh. I've only worked in psych since being certified however i did adore my time in peds during my internship Mm. so it's been both of those have been things that i want to do at some point
2: yeah tell the
1: people where your internship was okay um i interned in pittsburgh where morgan interned i was like a couple rotations after morgan yeah morgan was there on my interview day which was nice (laughs) yeah it was really sweet we got to catch up and everything it was really lovely i kind of
0: forgot that happened (laughs) i didn't (laughs) i I feel like that's how we reconnected initially it's it's been a minute but that was that was a fun time that was fun
1: yeah um so it was in pittsburgh the first half was in psych we worked different units had different patient populations so we had like kiddos um we had adolescents we had folks with bipolar disorder we had folks with thought disorders we had folks with dual diagnosis and substance use it was just kind of everything mm-hmm. and then the second half was um inpatient inpatient peeps, mm. and that was fun too
2: nice and so i if you went to belmont university that's true and Weren't you a trans were you a transfer?
1: So okay. When I started, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But going to Belmont, you have to declare a major in order to get in because you have to audition as your major. Mm-hmm. So oh. I was going back and forth between music ed and music therapy. I finally decided on music therapy and then yeah, I got scared after like a month and I had a breakdown and I switched to music ed. Oh. Dude. I, didn't re-
0: I thought you were always music ed. I didn't realize that you started with us and then did.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I auditioned as music therapy, got in as music therapy, then I got scared because I was like, I don't know what that is. So then I left and went to music okay, ed. Okay, 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 and okay. And then I didn't realize that happened. Yeah, <laughs> I surprised. knew you came back to us, but <laughs> <laughs> and then I came back because I realized that you have to have a degree to be a therapist, but you can do like private lessons or whatever like with a different kind of music degree or whatever you want to do and um, and also therapy is just more like my speed than mm, yeah. education so yeah Fair. yeah
2: and I feel like because of that like you were like technically Morgan's age but then like you and I were in the same classes yes
1: because... yeah every music therapy student was like at the same pace as me in some class like I had research with Morgan's cohort but I had I don't know what I had with you. We had a lot together.
2: <laughs> we did. I feel like behavior mod maybe.
1: Yeah, we did have behavior mod. We had behavior mod and then we were in um, the same vocal studio.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we had a lot of really wonderful te- times together and terrible yeah. times together, but mostly wonderful. So very complex like schooling time. How was that for you?
1: Uh, It was fun. It was a lot, mm-hmm. but it was fun. I did love... Uh, getting to know like so many people I felt like near the end I felt felt more like I fit in with like Mo- Morgan's cohort mm-hmm. uh, because we were all like launching together um like but word. definitely in those like sporadic classes that I had to catch up on I loved having other people that were on the same page as me um and then of course I worked full full time full time outside of school as well and I was an ra so it was mm. just always running around. But it was fun and I learned a lot. Mm. You're jam-packed with all the things.
2: I remember that specifically, you being just like at just like you were doing so much all the time. <laughs> Thank you. But <laughs> it was impressive. But that's just like reality, unfortunately. Like, you know, they put these music therapy programs in these expensive uh universities and you have to, mm-hmm. you know, make ends meet somehow.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was, I worked at the ice cream shop, Jenny's, and there were a lot of nights that I just ate ice cream for dinner because mm. I got that for free yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. and it was there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you are a working professional. How long
1: have you been certified? I got certified in October of 2020. So about three years. Nice.
2: And what else are you doing currently?
1: Oh, school! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like mm, sitting. Um, I'm in grad school for marriage and family therapy right now. Mm, nice. How long have you been in it? Since 2021. Mm, nice. I didn't take much time. I think I took three months off, and then I went back into it. Dang! Launched right <laughs> in. Have you been working the whole time you've been in school still?
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh wow. So God. you experienced new professional life in tandem with being a student again. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I should say my internship started March, 2020. Oh my God. <laughs> How did that work? <laughs> it was so fun. Uh. So I think I was there for like a week or two uh, before we actually had like the shutdown. So I kind of I was watching the other therapists like do their thing and learn how they did it and then once it was like my time to shine they were like okay everything just changed but still go do it i was mm. like oh but i don't know how and they're like we don't either so that was, nobody we, does. we kind of all learned together which was kind of cool but also super stressful but yeah. anyway that's just a side note did you switch to online at the hospital
2: Mm-mm. no you were still in person
1: yeah I don't I did one session online when I was at um Peds because we did they had like summer camps for the kiddos which was really sweet but they were virtual when I was there so I did a virtual session for summer camp. Oh
0: my gosh, that's uh, but that's the only time
1: I've ever done telehealth, just that one session. Dang. And then he just worked it out in
0: mm-hmm. the hospital. Yep. Wild.
2: You so, are essential. Oh, we are essential. You know what? Some other hospitals probably didn't think that way and got a music <laughs> therapist, but I'm glad Pittsburgh saw the benefit. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What led you to go back to school for marriage and therapy counseling?
1: Um, Well, first off, I just love learning and I like the structure that school gives me. I know that I can't stay in school forever because that's expensive, but it's, <laughs> it's nice to try. Um, And also, one of my supervisors, um, Sweet Nicole, told me that the way that I interact with patients and kind of conceptualize um, aligns with marriage and family therapy principles. Mm. Um, So I looked into it, and I just thought, like, yeah, that's me. Mm. Um, I also find that while music does resonate with so many people, and so many people have different ways of experiencing it, I also want to know more about how to psychotherapeutically interact yeah like provide that benefit as well so it's cool to do that um one of my goals I don't know how focused on it I am now but one of my goals before was to work in peds with the whole family system so mm. um, for kiddos who are going through something medical and with their family unit that is struggling because their kiddos struggling yeah Um, and yes music is a lovely way to get everyone engaged but also a lot of times I would run into parents needing more from me and I didn't know what to give them other than like you can join us and we can play together but Mm -hmm. I didn't want to say the wrong thing and I didn't have the toolbox of words to say so I wanted to learn more about that yeah
0: that's fair I feel like as music therapists like there are tools that we're equipped with entering into the field and things that like are obvious gaps and I definitely have seen that one um like actively in peds. so I think it's incredible that you like saw a gap and said oh I want to learn more specifically how to impact this
2: yeah yeah I feel like your path is a path that a lot of people consider it's like okay so I have this degree in music therapy, but maybe they feel something similar to you of like, I don't have enough skills, like I want more or like mm-hmm. the job opportunities aren't as vast in yeah, music therapy too. versus, you know other fields like having a counseling degree. Mm-hmm. So it's really great to talk to you and kind of like hear your like your mindset and like hear your like what process your brain went through to get you there. Now yeah. that you're a couple of years into your degree, like, what are your thoughts?
1: <laughs> um, well, I am in my internship phase. Um, oh, so nice! I have used music therapy interventions in my psychotherapy sessions. So I'll have someone, especially my adolescents, who aren't really open to talking quite yet, because um, it it does feel very just clinical when it's just you and a therapist in a room and you're talking about like oh my mom made me be here because i yeah (laughs) farm or something like that yeah um so I would ask them to go home and find a song that week that like spoke to them and then we would come back the next week and do lyric analysis Mm. and so it's kind of merging the two and also meeting the kid where they're at um also some of my adults who just like picture painting you know Mm. they'll tell me i heard this song this week and i like never really listened to the lyrics before this and i wanted to tell you <laughs> beautiful yeah let's talk about that yeah so yeah. you can definitely like integrate both of them um which is a really cool thing that i've been able
2: to do no
1: oh, it's amazing
2: what is your ultimate goal do you think you may like go one way or the other or integrate
1: i don't see myself ever not using music um I think largely psychotherapy is where I'm going to end up, but I always want to have the artistic element in it because that is such a buy-in. Um, I know, I think buy-in was something that we heard a lot in school of like these people maybe don't want to be in therapy, but they might like music. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, it's an easier way to express. Um, so I, I think I'll always have music even just like in my rapport building, when i'm mm-hmm. talking with people like what kind of music do you like yeah what's the last concert you went to things like that yeah i um, always kind of crop up um but also after i finish this degree i want to make some money and then go back to school again um <laughs> <laughs> of course you do internal school this time it's going to be shorter i think um so i recently found out when i was talking to uh some representatives at deaf community services there's only One um, licensed therapist in the state of California, who is fluent and uses ASL, American Sign Language, in session. In in, in California, like that's huge. Wow. So I want to go back and make sure that I learn all about ASL and the deaf community and culture and then be able to uh, provide that sort of service as well. I don't see myself staying over here, but still. It's yeah, a shocking statistic that i want to boost a little bit
2: God, you're the you are so cool <laughs> <Thank you>. so <laughs> funny like you're like i have a degree in music therapy but i'm gonna go back and dive into asl which i know <laughs> like you can still use music therapy with deaf patients but i feel like those are like two like separate like train of thoughts yeah. that yeah. you're merging
1: definitely yeah. i feel like
0: i like Have kind of heard conversations about how they intersect in ways but I feel like it is such an undiscussed area that is much needed and I guess because partially like in the music therapy world there is talk but it's different um no I think that's so cool and I love the the layers that you're going to get there I think it sounds really like you've like gotten into you went through music therapy you got into a job and and started another path that enhance what you already knew and then you're just continuing to like Mm. figure out what you want like dive into your passions and the people that you want to impact and like I feel like that's the ideal journey but like was it a hard journey to go down like do you feel like you knew where you were headed or has this whole time you been like what am I doing not a
1: single time no (laughs) it was always just like like three months between fake graduating from college and then starting the next college I didn't get to walk it was COVID but then I was just like I guess I'll go back to school again. Mm -hmm. And then like, I don't know, maybe like three or four months ago, I learned that fact. And I was like, yeah, I should probably go do that. Uh So it's just been like, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to jump in. I like that. But I have been learning ASL for a while. um, So it has been a passion of mine. But that statistic kind of like gave me a little speed boost of like, oh, this needs to happen. Yeah, Yeah, like locked you into place. That's cool.
2: Yeah. Um, a logistical question for you. How are you
1: working and doing your internship? So um, until last week, I worked six days a week. I interned two of those days and I had school four of those days. So I didn't actually have any days off throughout the week. Oh my but gosh. I recently switched internship sites. Um, so now I am working five days a week because I get to intern at the same place that I'm employed, which oh, is that's good. golden Yeah, um, and is rare and is also needed because it's one of those things like y'all experienced it like it's so hard to live and also do your job for free for oh, yeah. like thousands or hundreds of hours or whatever. So y'all, y'all know that struggle, but yeah. this time I get to work. And learn, so that's good.
0: That's the way it should be. It should be attainable to yeah. to work yeah. and learn and grow. Yeah, that's really cool. Right. I'm glad that you were presented that opportunity or you sought out that opportunity, however it came. That's awesome. Yes, yes.
2: Yeah, that's that's one thing it always comes down to for me. It's like because I I like lightly considered the counseling path, and by lightly I mean I was accepted into a school to start. Same. Um, that's funny. <laughs> but it really just came down <laughs> to like the internship for me, and I was like I don't think I'll be able to like pause my life to like Mm. do this another unpaid thing
1: yeah yeah but it doesn't have to be so my first internship was just I was on site two days a week Mm. so some internships would be kind of flexible and work with you because they Mm. know that people have to live right yeah Um, and I wouldn't let that stop you if you are passionate about something yeah absolutely um i think in in my
0: path and i'd be curious to hear what you think about this like it was really hard for me to decide what i wanted to do for my master's i'm in my master's right now for music therapy and um it's like a music therapy counseling master's but it doesn't have licensure connected to it it's at duquesne in pittsburgh Uh, yeah um yeah (laughs) that's what i say yeah (laughs) um anywho uh I like to say like, or how I picked really was boiling it down to like, what did I want to do full-time? Like, did I want to be a counselor who used my music therapy skills or did I want to be a music therapist who had more dynamic psychotherapy skills,
1: Mm -hmm. but like
0: still maintain my practice at a pediatric medical music therapist. And that was, that boiled down. That was what I wanted. Cause like for so long, I really thought counseling was my path. I decided I'd gotten into school. That was what I was going to do. And I knew how long it was going to take and how much money it was going to cost me. And I was like, okay, before I step my foot into this, I have to know (laughs) that I can afford it at least to an extent. And that I am going to make it to the end. And, um, that's when I started looking at music therapy programs and found like really like did some deep diving about what I wanted. But do you think that's a fair thing to say that, like, that, would you say that you're kind of on the counseling side of that, that like, you want to be a therapist that practices with like music therapy in your back pocket, or I would be curious to hear you talk about that.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I want to be a therapist um, (laughs) who also does music. Um, And I want music therapy to come in when it needs to um, and take the floor when it has benefits. But I also want to move away from people seeing me and and saying, like, oh, we're going to have fun. It's going to be like a concert. And I know that's something that, you know, we all deal with, but I... I want people to come into my office and think we're gonna make therapeutic pro- progress today. And obviously that yeah. happens with music therapy. Yeah. But um, I think for me, I want music to be more of a back pocket thing mm, and the sense. words to be more of a front pocket thing or yeah. not even in my pocket, just in my hands.
0: <laughs> you using them, yay. Yeah. <laughs> what
2: was that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it It like really tracks for you. Just like, I know it's been a, such a long time since we've ever like interacted in general, but also in real life, but you always have, you've always had just like this energy about you. That's so warm and fuzzy and therapeutic. Like it just uh-huh. makes a lot of sense. Not, so that nice. not that that didn't contribute to be- you being a music therapist, but it definitely makes sense that this is I don't know. Just like hearing you talk about your passion for it, just kind of makes sense. Yeah, it tracks. Yeah, it does track.
1: Thanks.
2: I even I'm like, oh, dang, God, I'm am I'm, I'm just like remembering college, and I'm like, oh, I'm I miss our time.
1: Yeah, I feel like we've all cried together at college. Hundred uh, <laughs>
2: percent. Talk to us about like the like what are what are your favorite parts of your job of your current job as a music therapist?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, um. I love a lot of things about my job. Um, For one, I love that, and this is totally like not what I'm there for, but it's such an added perk that like, I come on the unit and my nurses are like, oh my gosh, thank God you're here.
2: Oh yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And it's like, people are always like, we're so glad to have you here. Like it really, it makes our jobs a lot easier because Mm. sometimes it's like, so I mostly do groups. Um, when I'm on the unit and it is 55 and up year olds in acute psychiatric distress and so there's a bunch of people walking around the halls in active psychosis or Ooh. you know having meltdowns or trying to get into fistfights and so when I get to take a few of them away from the nurses for a bit and like at its very least, like distract them from whatever was going on in their head for a minute. Like the nurses, the whole energy changes and that contributes to the milieu. And so after group, it's a calmer space. Yeah. Um, But I also just, I love the way that I get to work with the patients and we do a lot of games and we do a lot of recreative music and sing-alongs and things like that. And they just think like, it's so much fun. But then- four hours later, I hear my dementia patient who can't speak a full sentence singing, lean on me with like every word. Mm -hmm. And it's super special to see that like music therapy is getting to someone who a lot of other people have given up on. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, geriatrics was never where I saw myself going. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's so special to be in that place with them and it's hard to hear and see like family units saying like I can't deal with this anymore like take them or a bunch of um placements like skilled nursing homes and things like that sending them to us because they don't know how to manage them yeah people just giving up or staff even saying like don't bother talking to them they're not going to answer and then you get to be in that place with them and give them space even if they're not saying anything but like peanut butter over and over and over mm. again but they feel hard with you and you get to you get to be in that moment with them yeah wow. so it's really cool to be a person who doesn't give up on them.
0: Damn. That's super powerful.
2: that is extremely powerful. What are the like cha- what are the challenges?
1: big challenge for me is before coming to them, I worked with like active duty military, I worked with, as I said, like adolescents. I worked with folks who would go down these roads with me and do a lot of um, in-depth lyric analysis and reminiscence and restoring their narratives. And I had to really switch up my speed and recreate a lot of interventions to fit this population. Mm. And sometimes it does feel like I'm just doing like the bare minimum but Mm, for them it's like higher up it's their maximum um i feel like sometimes i don't get the variety that i wish i did but then you know you have to remember it's not about me it's about them yeah and like this was a successful session because johnny didn't punch anyone yeah and carol was singing and told me that she used to be in choir Yeah, And that's, that's what the measure of success is in some of those sessions. I just have to kind of remember to adjust that for, for where I'm at.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I was talking with somebody about how specifically when dealing with individuals on the spectrum in the hospital, how um, like success can look so different, Mm -hmm. so different, but similar. And like, we were just processing what it looked like to see Um, a developmental session with a younger kiddo on the spectrum and a kiddo that might be more quote typically developing um, and how you have to adjust your expectations to see their success Mm -hmm. and how them visually tracking you is a huge deal and so yeah I, I can't imagine though I mean to an extent I can like having to change your expectations overall with your population like every person you kind of have a different Um, expectation and and view of success with which is so powerful and good for them but also I imagine very taxing as a person
1: to like have to switch into that headspace yeah it can be but it's 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 rewarding because it's a good challenge for me to know that like my goal point cannot be everyone else's that's unfair Mm. of me to set that for them Mm. so it's been a growth area I think it's been good for me
2: um correct me if I'm wrong on this but earlier you had mentioned like you were excited to like get those counseling skills and be a therapist kind of for the respect aspect and not just be like the person that's coming onto the unit for fun and the entertainment. Do you feel like because of the way music therapy is utilized in this setting, it feels more like others view it as entertainment?
1: Yes, absolutely. Because there are so many times I do music bingo or like mm, music trivia and reminiscence in that way, or like finish this TV theme song lyric for, you know, reminiscence and cognitive stimulation and Mm. interpersonal effectiveness. But from the outside, it looks like we're just singing our favorite TV show songs. So this, this setting definitely makes it from the outside looking in look like, oh, they're just having fun.
0: Right. I'm curious what it's like for you to be practicing music therapy and be studying and you're in your internship phase so it might be different but to like be in your internship studying in kind of a different a relatable field but a different field do you feel like even in these instances where it does feel potentially more recreational even though you know you're functionally using goals do you feel the connection between what you're learning in school and what you're actively doing
1: um in this population yes i do um not with every patient but i do so we have folks that in my mind i would put on like different tracks like if i know these four people are going to come to my group i might make it a little bit more challenging cognitively than if these person if these people are coming it might be more of a uh, mood elevation rather than yeah introspection um but on every in every session i know that Basically, I can only go as deep with my patients as I've gone within myself. Um, I can't expect them to feel confident in my leadership if I'm leading them through like uncharted territory. Yeah. So I have to do some self-discovery and figure out, you know, like, I'm not dealing with dementia right now. But if I was, wow, how scary would that be Mm. to... see someone one day and then forget them the next or not realize that I've already eaten. And now I think people are starving me and things like that. So really using the self of therapist as well as just like empathetic reflection and what if I was feeling that? Um, So I think that the empathy and the just person centered therapy that I'm learning can be used with everyone, even if it's not the therapeutic questioning lines that I'm going down, it's still human interaction.
2: Mm. um emotionally how do you handle your current work
1: it is tough sometimes um a lot of my people really tug on my heartstrings because they're so sweet and as I mentioned before some of them just don't have external supports anymore and and (laughs) one of my one of my favorites discharged this week and um it was really tough to to see them go, but then you have to remember like they're going because there's something better for them. Like I yeah. work in acute psych. They're not supposed to be there for very long. They're supposed to stabilize and then go to their greener pasture mm-hmm. and hopefully have fewer restrictions, maybe more visitors, maybe more outside time, just like anything that's gonna be more freedom for them that's gonna. Give them a, a lovely next step. And a lot of these folks are at like the end stages of life. So, you know, whatever is gonna bring them their next step of joy a little bit a little bit different than today is is something to look forward to. Mm. It's always difficult in I was gonna say psych, but kind of just like in music therapy of like you do your intervention and then once they like discharge or once you terminate them, like what are they doing with what they learn from you? You don't know.
2: Yeah. yeah. You just hope. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned it's hard. You're in school. You're doing so much all the time for like the past like eight years. Um, eight years. I forgot the S. Um, <laughs> what do you do outside of music therapy, outside of counseling, outside of school, outside of work that brings you joy? Something that we like to talk about is like you you have to be careful and like not make your entire life music therapy, your entire life,
1: school, your work. What do you do to bring yourself joy? Totally. Um, Something I've gotten really into this year is reading. Um, Mm -hmm. I've read like 80 something books this year. In what time, Reese? (laughs) (laughs) I just love reading suddenly. Um, I have a pal on the East Coast that I grew up with and we – do a lot of like we'll read the same book at the same time. So that's really mm-hmm. fun. I love that. That's fun. Um, a lot of fantasy stuff because I need to be taken out of this realm and you know, see some dragons or fairies or something. That
2: is what I'm talking about. What yeah. books? What fantasy books are you reading?
1: Um A Court of Thrones and Roses, of yeah. course. We got, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? The one with oh, the I forget what it's called, but it's my favorite book. There's a dragon in it. Fourth and
2: uh fourth wing. Yes. Fourth wing. Oh, did
1: you know that? <laughs> I'm is that there. One over there? I haven't read that one I've
0: read the, <laughs> kind of, kind of, the That one's the best. That one is yes. Can I the borrow best. It? Yeah. I haven't read it yet. Oh, never mind. Can't borrow it. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, I
2: so I'm in the middle of Throne of Glass, which is Sarah J. Mass's first uh-huh. installment. So I'm I'm doing the tandem. Have you read those?
1: I haven't. I have <gasps> it on the I'm on the wait list. Okay, okay. Nice. excellent excellent I'm on it I'm on it yeah. don't worry no
2: when you say you got to get out of this world I 100% agree I like am reading I need to read fantasy like mm-hmm. get me out of here
1: I can't feel real no no yeah no no no, <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> so reading is big anything else reading is big um I like doing art and painting and things like that sketching going to parks, mm,
0: yeah, parks.
1: and yoga is always good I need some grounding and movement at the same time yeah and the music still um you have to be careful it's like how how like you're not supposed to do homework in bed because it'll train your brain to like not go to sleep when you're in bed like I cannot play guitar in the same place that I like practice for work yeah because my brain like have these goal points and measures of success and I'll have to like have my business mind turned on yeah. especially like sit on the floor or like yeah lay down on my back and play guitar and then I know I'm just doing it for fun and I'm writing my own music or whatever so yeah, that, that that still plays a part for me
2: I love that god I'm so cool um mm-hmm. just obsessed with with Reese it's again so many good things. I remember how you it felt so many before. good things I remember how it feels now um what what advice do you have for students, new professionals? Like how do you get through?
1: I wrote something down for this one. Ooh. Hold on. I just remember this question. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so in school we learn all about like interventions and like modalities, like if we're humanistic or mm-hmm. NMT. Nick you whatever. but we we learn about these things that we can use. We don't learn about the possible outcomes other than like you do this and then your client is healed and then hmm. you've done music therapy <laughs> and then- <laughs> <got> healed. That's <laughs> and that's crazy. it and then you've checked the box and you can go on to the next thing. But in reality, like new professionals need to know that therapy does not always look like an epiphany mm. or, radical change in the moment, or even like acceptance from the client. Sometimes they will fight you until you walk out of the room. But that doesn't mean that you haven't done what you need to do. You did your best in the moment. And as much as we need to use evidence-based practice, we also have to do practice-based evidence and kind of create our own and Mm -hmm. learn along the way. And especially when we're new or transitioning is something different or learning a different subsection of our field we're not going to have all the answers we're never going to have all the answers but especially in those periods of change like it's not going to look lovely for a while and that's okay and that's normal and should be expected so Mm. like give yourself grace
0: yeah I feel like I feel like nobody nobody said that and I love that I feel like that was a perfect picture of appropriate expectations for yourself Mm. like to have grace and to see that it's like a journey that was a very watered down way of saying everything that you just put so beautifully yeah for real
2: I feel like something that you've touched on like in multiple at multiple points is this idea of like expectations and altering them based on what Mm. you're doing and that's something I struggle with like if I don't see a certain response in a day it's a failed day or it's a yeah. bad day.
0: It's easier getting that mindset.
2: Yeah. And that's just not, not it. accurate. And, but how do you get out of that mindset, especially coming out of school where you're graded and everything is right. based on this predetermined scale? And, like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you're going into, you know, this is something we have learned in our own, like, teaching students is, like, like how do you teach or how do you learn therapy? Like, how do you be a music? therapist it's not like you can go and learn engineering and do engineering it, it's literally yeah. based on your human connection
1: mm-hmm. um and then of course we use evidence-based practice like you said but but there's such a rapport in- is such a huge cornerstone of it and that's yeah. not something you can just like read up on
2: no no it is
1: something that you have to
2: like trial by
0: fire it's honestly. like a muscle that you have to build and grow yeah. yeah
2: yeah and like those expectations are so important for if you succeed no, I don't want you to succeed or fail, if, but if like you if you sustain, make it, yeah. if, you sustain, if you can keep
0: going. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you view mm-hmm. everything that you're doing in such a binary way, it can just feel like failure again and again and again. And if yeah. you don't feel any success, why would you continue?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: What do you think you'll be doing in 10 years? Oh, that's a good
1: question. Well, uh, <laughs> that wasn't on the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in the email. <laughs> um 10 years that's a long time hopefully I'll still be helping people and Mm. I don't know what that'll look like but hopefully I'll still have that as a big part of my day of just positive impact on others um and I think that that can happen in so many various fields not just music therapy um but I I think that that's ultimately like when you take your buzzfeed quizzes and they say like <laughs> what do you want people to remember you for i always want it to be like i had a positive impact mm. on someone um so i'm hoping i'm still in the field of therapy in some realm yeah. um and hopefully i'm still advocating for marginalized communities mm-hmm. and creating access where there is less and, you know, passing the mic and all that. But I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing is just, I want to, I want to spread positivity to other people and give them hope where they've lost it.
2: Is there anything else that you want to share? Any other insight about like the road of music therapy, how to survive, how to thrive even? What do you want the people to know?
1: I feel like you're just doing your best (laughs) and (laughs) I've worked with a couple music therapists in the past and I know that I've compared myself to them a lot and I mean even in school like yeah like you said Danielle like you're being graded and you are built to compare yourself to either a rubric or what your professor says or your friends yeah and That kind of sucks (laughs) but after you graduate like give yourself permission to let that go because you're just trying to be hopefully better than you were yesterday or keep yourself sustained and if today does not look as good as yesterday try again tomorrow Mm. I think just yeah knowing that In music therapy, in any sort of therapeutic realm, in any sort of expressive realm, it's not always going to be perfect, Mm. and that is the nature of being in that sort of field, but that's okay because you're doing it with the intent intent to be a leader Mm. and a helper and part of a a healing process. Mm. So that's what really matters, I think.
2: Snaps for that, you all know. Beautiful. beautiful. Literally nothing to add because that was just perfect.
0: No, it was. Thank <laughs> you so much, Reese. Yeah, thank you so much. This, this is time, so awesome. A pleasure, truly. Yay. Yeah.
2: And I just am really excited for people to hear this because you have such a unique journey and a journey I think a lot of people are curious about. Mm-hmm. And we just really appreciate you sharing your Life and your insights and your wisdom amidst your already crazy schedule.
1: Thank you for making time for us. Well, yeah, thanks for thinking of me. I feel famous already.
2: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you will be. You will be. <laughs>